talk about some stocks that are looking good, according to our next guest, uh, Richard Miller, Trip Miller, founder and managing partner at Gullen Capital, based in Memphis, Tennessee, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York. Their core strategy fund, about $30 million in assets under management in that fund, $80 million overall at the firm. Uh, welcome to Bloomberg Radio. Thanks so much for having me on today. Nice to, to be here. Nice to have you here. As, as, as you heard us tease, uh, we do talk about the big macro uh, stories that are out there. How much do you care about the macro themes? Or are you just looking at the names that you're investing in specifically? Well, we're bottom-up value investors, but we want to be very familiar, obviously, with what's going on out there in the macro world as it affects every one of our holdings in one way or the, one way or the other. Um, but we tend to be very long-term oriented yeah. and patient. And so, you know, what's going on in the short run, we tend to, if it's negative, uh, try to arbitrage time and be a com contrarian and put positions on looking out for five, six years. What macro stories do you think are the most important right now? Because there are... I feel like a laundry list um, when you look around the globe, geopolitical, uh, certainly some domestic uh, here in the United States. What ones uh, are the most important? Well, I think when you look at the the global macro stories, I mean, uh, you know, from crazy terror events like you see in Las Vegas or things that happen in Europe, um, they're not affecting the markets as much as they used to. I mean, if we think about what happened after the tragedy of 9-11 and the markets closing and trading off so heavily, we haven't seen that um, as much. And I don't know why that is, um, but it does, you know, obviously show, I think, strength in our markets and resilience. Uh, what's the biggest macro story that we think we look at is for us, just the valuation of the stock market. Um, it's obviously been on an incredible tear since 2009. Does it make you nervous? Is it too high? Well, we want to be fearful when others are greedy as a value investor. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know if the word is nervous, yeah. but it definitely gives us pause. And what I would say is it's become more difficult to find great longs. And we're finding a few more things to do on the short side than, than normal. So you want to talk about any of your shorts? Sure. Um, you know, our most recent short that we've put on is Wingstop, um, which uh, if folks are familiar with the fast food industry, they know that uh, the wing business um, as Stock ticker is, in fact, wing. Is, uh, it's never a good sign. I mean, we're literally <laughs> talking about chicken wings. Absolutely, which uh, kind of goes against the healthier, better for you trend that's out there, it seems like, at every turn. Um, and uh, what we see there is massive um, issues for them with competition. There's so much competition, whether you go to, you know, a, a basic restaurant uh, out there like, you know, a Chili's, um, all the way down to a more direct competitor like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, but that's always been true about Wingstop, and the, and the revenues have grown over the last three years from $67 million to over probably $100 million this year. Yeah, what we see is is that they're going to have more trouble expanding um, to the private equity group uh, that had um, them, has now gotten rid of all their shares outstanding, um, which we think is um, you know a sign of, of things to come that would benefit us. Um, going into it even deeper. Revenue, uh, and I should point out, revenue growth is slowing year over year in the last few years. It is. And when you look at some of their franchisees that they're taking on, um, you know, in our area where I'm from in Memphis, um, we see rap stars like Rick Ross as their franchisees. And so we see a less engaged franchise model um, than you see at some other operators. I mean, we, we look at operators in McDonald's or Wendy's, um, and we see them very engaged and very close. And when we see more promotional type of partners with their pictures in the stores, um, it makes us wonder about who's really running the show. Maybe more so, hype than substance. 
Anything else that sort of helps your case? Those sound like sort of big picture issues. I wonder if you've got any sort of individual, like little things about this company. I mean, are you able to look at the cohorts and sort of see that the new stores and the new franchises are not performing as well as they had in the past? We do store checks. And when we go in, we look at wait times um, to get the food. Um, We look at what we perceive as quality. Um, But I think the two most important things that they've begun to fight is just higher commodity prices um, on the side of chicken. Um, That's gone Mm -hmm. up. There's been shortages. Um, And two, going along that, from a pricing standpoint, um, prices have actually come down because there's so much pricing competition out there. So we think that there's nothing really in their model that differentiates them in the space. If you could be quick, 20 seconds. Is there a name that you recently bought? really quickly. Absolutely. Um, We've been buying Dollar General. Um, We were buying it in the low 70s and the high 60s. Um, In a nutshell, um, show me a retailer that'll open, including their acquisition of 300 stores, 1,300 stores this year, zero-based budgeting. They're buying back stock aggressively. These guys are growing like crazy. It's like the one retail story out there that seems to be working, and they're really targeting um, some areas that are really uh, underserved uh, by other retailers retailers. Um, fascinating. Come back. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Trip Miller, founder and managing partner at Gullin Capital, based in Memphis, Tennessee, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio on this Tuesday. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio.